The following is a special preview of an over-hour-long interview conducted with Judd Weiss, 2016 Libertarian Party vice presidential candidate. He ran with John McAfee. Judd had a lot of experiences with people in the Gary Johnson campaign that he wanted to bring to light. We provided the opportunity to do just that on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss the full interview, which will be released on Monday, April 11th. I, I forgot how many um, tens of millions of dollars Hillary Clinton's campaign raised, and her campaign manager made what, like one hundred and twenty thousand. Um, Marco Rubio's annualized salary of one hundred twenty thousand. So if it was if it was annualized out, uh, Marco Rubio's campaign manager was the one who was paid the most, and I think it was like one hundred and ninety thousand. So he made almost two hundred thousand uh, dollars for a Republican frontrunner who had a real shot at winning the the election. Um, so most of the campaign managers are paid about 100000 or so, sometimes less, sometimes a little bit more. Ron Nielsen pocketed a million eight fifty. <laughs> or here, yeah, a million eight fifty eight hundred dollars Wow. to be precise. That's that's insane. That's a, just a straight-up scam. And that's not even annualized because this is not for a, no. necessarily for a year worth of work. This is just for no. that small amount of time that Gary, between, that Gary Johnson was actively running for president, which is maybe between six to eight February, months. Between, yeah, between February and, and uh, November. So if you annualize uh, that and then compare that to, say, the highest-paid Republican, you know, which is Marco Rubio's manager, I mean, it's just, and then you look at the results. Right. <laughs> so for 10 time. For 10 times more money than the highest paid uh, campaign manager, Gary Johnson got a, a completely ineffective campaign manager who has no experience beyond working with Gary Johnson in managing any campaigns. He com- So he's completely incompetent, absolutely terrible messaging. Uh, it's embarrassing, in fact, the, the, the messaging that was coming out of that campaign. And, um, and, and bringing in organizing, orchestrating all this viciousness and hostility that, that they're introducing into the movement. That's, that's what he was paid a million eight for. That's, a, that's just a straight-up scam. And I don't know if this is illegal or not. And Again, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying liberty activists supported Gary Johnson because they wanted to help the cause. And their support went into Ron Nielsen's pocket and brought about more viciousness into the movement. That's what I have a problem with with the Gary Johnson campaign. I know you don't want to make this your thing. You're not trying to be the guy who's going to spend the rest of the next four years out there, you know, putting out to quote dirt on the Gary Johnson campaign or or complaining about this stuff. You just want to get it out there uh, kind of all in in one fell swoop. So but I've seen a lot of people out there criticizing the fact that you're even doing this at all. Uh, You know, I've seen a lot of Facebook conversations and, and the general general attitude I see from a lot of people is, you know, why put this out there? This is really just sour grapes. Uh, but I think the, one of the most troubling comments that I've seen, and I've seen it on more than one person, I don't need to name anybody, but look, this is just how politics is. And the biggest mistake that the Johnson campaign did was not doing it even better, not doing more of what you're complaining about, uh, not doing more right. of what you're criticizing, not essentially buying off enough people. That, that's, that, that's what they're saying. So what's your response to people that, that say, look, this is just sour grapes. This is just politics. And and, you know, you're, you just weren't a good politician, and that's why you don't get this stuff, Judd. Yeah, that's right. I'm not a good politician, and, <laughs> and I don't want to be. Um, uh, if people if people are okay with this, cool. I'm, I'm making them aware. If you're cool with it, cool. Continue to support it. Continue to pay money for more viciousness and scamming, and uh, and continue to encourage more of that. I, I want people to be aware of it so that we stop doing this. I, I want people to be aware 
of trying to prevent supporting, continuing to support this kind of behavior. I think it's, it's, it's a mess. I have done a great job of avoiding fights in the liberty movement. I don't get into fights. I, I usually am the guy that's resolving conflicts, that's getting people to chill out, get out and get them to stop fighting. That's my focus. I've been doing it. I've been working behind the scenes with organizations to be friendlier with each other. I really hope we can stop fighting. If I if I'm calling somebody out uh, and and I'm and I'm bringing light to something because I think it's awful, that's because I consider it to be extremely terrible. This this is like a level above. I never push people out of the movement. I think we need all hands on deck. We need to be more open. We need to encourage more people to come in. I never push people out of the movement unless they are damaging or they're scamming. And the Tea Party has been bled by tons of people sticking their hands in the cookie jar, scamming the Tea Party activists. The good intentions of those activists have been taken advantage of to line people's pockets. And I saw that happen. And unfortunately, uh, there was a cult of personality built around Gary Johnson, even though he had a lack of personality. <laughs> I, still know, is- I mean, I literally couldn't help but chuckle when you said cult of personality around Gary Johnson because – <laughs> I don't think yeah. anyone is going to accuse Gary Johnson of having an amazingly dynamic personality. No, but he w- <laughs> he became our nominee, and then all of a sudden you've got a bunch of true believers out there that'll like defend him to to the end of time. And I'm like, guys, I'm just going to if you if you want to plug your ears, plug your ears, go for it. I don't care, but I, I am going to tell people what's going on because I care about my credibility. People are like, you're attacking the last nominee. That's the end of your credibility. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm saying what's going on because I care about my credibility. Because I want people to know that I'm always going to tell people exactly what's going on the way I see it. And this is what's going on. I wish I could report better. I desperately wish I could. But this is what I'm seeing. There's a scene war in the movement. There's all these factions fighting with each other all the time. Within the wider movement, you see little scuff. Let, let me explain to you what's, uh, what, what I see ultimately is a problem with the Libertarian sure. Party. In the Liberty Movement, you see scuffles. People fight with each other every once in a while. They bicker on some things. Certain organizations are more hostile than others, like the Ayn Rand Institute. They fight with everybody. Mises uh, fights with Cato sometimes. But for the most part, everybody does their own thing, and those things pitter out, and it's not that big of a deal. Let me back up. The Liberty Libertarian Party is just a small piece of the wider liberty movement. There's hundreds of organizations, think tanks, and whatnot. And like a while I was saying, well, there's some scuffles. Imagine what would happen if all of the organizations suddenly disappeared, all of the entities suddenly disappeared, and it all became one entity. And in order to direct the direction of that one entity, we had to vote. For the entire liberty movement, we had to vote on the direction of the entire liberty movement. Can you imagine the outright warfare that we would have? Yeah, that w- it wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> right. That's the Libertarian Party. Right. That's why it's toxic. That's why um, the way it's set up right now, I don't see any hope. Do you think that there is any chance? Uh, I'm actually it, now that I think of it, it seems like a silly question. Is there? Any, there's no chance you would be involved in the Libertarian Party again. I mean, uh, on the campaign level. I mean, I don't know. I, who, who knows? No, I, I want the Libertarian Party to do well. That's why I'm saying this. I'm not saying this to be a dick. I'm on a mission of mercy. I want to help. I'm looking at a dog dying and suffering, and I want to, like, I want to, I, I, I'm looking at a dog scratching itself to death, and I'm trying to get it to stop doing that. I'm trying to help it. You're Th- trying to point is, out the fleas so we can stop the scratching. 
Yeah, I'm trying to get us from stop self-sabotaging ourselves. If I ask you a question, is the, the Libertarian Party so desperate for some basic qualifications that they will look at that over everything else about their candidate? That the, the Del Prieto is qualifications over any other factor whatsoever? And the answer is yes, they are that desperate because Gary Johnson brought absolutely nothing else to the table except the fact that he was a governor, which is legit. That's great. But he's not bringing anything else. He was a governor and he likes weed. Those are basically the two qualifications. If Gary Johnson was just some random guy that showed up at conferences, um, but he liked to like hike mountains and bike ride, <laughs> would anybody want this guy representing the libertarians in the general election? I'm thinking not. No, nobody would. No, the fact that he's governor is great. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we got that qualification that'll open up some doors. I think that's fantastic. But that's not everything. Let's look at some more things. You know, it's not just the fact that McAfee ran a, a large company and got some notoriety from that. McAfee is an interesting, dynamic character. He's very capable with media. He's very capable uh, of a personality. Now, I'm not upset so much. I, I wanted to win, but I'm okay with the fact that we didn't and that I'm not in the middle of that mess of the general election. I, I, I'm totally fine with that. I, I really feel like the Libertarian Party blew it in a in a really bad way. And everybody's looking at this like Gary Johnson achieved, or the Libertarians are trying to spin it like Gary Johnson achieved some sort of victory for the Libertarian Party. I can't tolerate that for one second because they're looking at the wrong context. They're looking at our dismal results from before, and they're saying that we did better. Therefore, Gary Johnson was helped improve the Libertarian Party's situation. But that's not the right context. The right context is to look at that current situation of, of the 2016 election, where almost the whole country hated both candidates running. I mean, ju just the fact that, look, before anybody heard of Gary Johnson, he was polling at 12%. So, and because they, they got excited initially hearing, oh, there's another option. There's another guy. Oh, okay. Sure. I'll, I'll put my name in that hat. Uh, and that got him to 12%. And it only went down from there. So basically, the Libertarian Party has been the bench warmer. In, in the competition, in, in, the, in the sports battle uh, for a long time, we've been on the bench. And we finally got a chance to play. And people are like, yeah, there's a reason why they're bench warmers. Go back on the bench. That's how I look at the 2016 general election. Uh, we, I, all I wanted, if, if it wasn't McAfee and I, all I wanted was for the Libertarian Party to have a cool option for the first time in history. And unfortunately, when people looked at the libertarian option this election, they're like, that's lame, screw that. And I just wanted them to look at that option and be like, that's interesting, what's that about? That's what I was doing with our messaging. Um, I was keeping it very simple and digestible. If you, I, I, I didn't, like we throw out, we spit out like um, all of our policy positions, but I keep telling people that's like an engineering spec sheet for other nerds. Most people don't understand that. It just looks random when it comes out from us. Like when we get angry and we spit out a bunch of policy positions, people are like, these are just angry people, angry about random things. They don't get it. They don't understand it. So I was trying to keep it really simple in our messaging. Liberty is essentially a truce. Don't harm me. I won't harm you. We're not, we're not just another political force. We're, we're trying to offer a way out of this mess. I was trying to reframe it that way. Government is not a tool. It's a weapon. Um, I wanted people to think just very simple concepts like that. I wanted them to understand why we feel this way about it in a really easy, digestible way. Yes, a weapon is a tool, but it's a tool for destruction.
we don't want we, we need to look at government as as that 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 last video I put out the hate sale was basically a direct attack on di- on democracy but I did it in a way that was very simple and digestible in, in a lot of ways it could have been a direct attack on what you're seeing from the Johnson campaign as well right right it's it's ironic and here's the thing this is why I often don't want to get involved in the libertarian parties because I you just get stuck in a fight um, the, anybody who gets involved it's like they've jumped into a pen of wolves scratching and biting and everybody dips their toe in they get the fuck out that's what keeps happening in the libertarian party that's why i don't like getting involved too much and sure enough i i came in i wanted to do cool stuff and i just getting attacked and i can handle that i knew i was i'm just surprised that it was from the gary johnson campaign gary johnson who i considered a friend the the campaign team who i considered uh, a lot of them i considered my friends um ron nielsen i considered a friend and i i, I started posting these things publicly because I was hoping that they would just knock it off. Like, playing dirty with me isn't going to work. I'm going to post whatever happens behind the scene that's shady. I'm going to bring light to the shade, and I'm just going to talk about it. So knock that shit off. But instead, Ron Nielsen doubled down and just went more vicious. And you can do that in politics. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever shady shit you want to your opponent in politics. Because if, the, if your opponent says anything after you do it, he's going to look like the shady person that's starting to attack you. It's really like shocking. So they know that they can get away with anything because if I say what, what I see, everybody's going to start attacking me for being dirty and, and, and being like running a negative campaign. And I've certainly seen, seen some of that in criticism of, of you speaking out about this stuff. Although, can I, can I say a couple, yeah, can I say a oh couple yeah, more? Absolutely, go ahead. Before, before we end, I want to say that I'm not attacking LP members here and I'm not attacking the leadership. In fact, uh, the opposite. I like Nick Sarwak, the chair of the LP. I like him a lot. I think he's great. Um, I think, in fact, if anything, I think we should all send him chocolates and massage certificates for having to like deal with all these uh, like whiny babies all over the place. Because that's basically what the chair is. He's got to be a babysitter to all these people fighting. And Nick actually does an amazing job, I have to say. Um, I don't think he's moving the party forward in a powerful way. I don't think that that's really possible. I think that there's just too, it's just too toxic of an environment. But he's doing a surprisingly good job of keeping the peace as best he can. And that's why I'm impressed with Nick Sarwak. And that's why I think he's a value to the wider liberty movement. Because he's doing a relatively good job of keeping the peace. It would be all-out warfare with him. There's like maybe 17 or so, however you want to split it up, 17 or so warring factions within the libertarian party they're constantly fighting with each other um you can't you can't keep total peace but nick's doing a pretty good job so this is not an attack on leadership the problem isn't leadership the problem isn't the lp members the problem is structural it's a political party and because it's a political party we have to factionalize up into competing camps and fight for elections just like we do with the general public and it's pitting libertarians against each other and I was thinking about this last night, you know, what is the value of the Libertarian Party? What have they achieved? Well, I mean, they've won a few small elections. There's, there's every once in a while, there's like a city council seat that somebody will get. Maybe, maybe somebody will become mayor somewhere. But for the most part, for the last several decades, after all this time, energy, hostility, brain distraction, emotion, the Libertarian Party really hasn't achieved anything, pretty much. It's been... That's why I say it's been a sinkhole 
the in the wider liberty movement, it's been the biggest sinkhole of time, energy, money, and emotions that I've seen. Um, and it's the cage match arena where libertarians fight with each other over positions of no power. It's embarrassing. I wish it wish it would be improved. I came in. I just wanted to show a better way. I think we need to focus not on winning elections, on building our message and brand and platform, and 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 uh, promoting our cause. And I just wanted to show a different way we can be cooler. We need to stop focusing on the minutiae details of people's differences. We need to focus on improving the environment. We need to focus on improving the experience of being involved in the liberty movement or the libertarian party. Otherwise, no one's going to want to be involved in this experience because the experience is miserable. And I'm trying to think, maybe, maybe the libertarian party has contributed something valuable to the scene. And I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here, but maybe the Libertarian Party's value is that it's not to win elections or achieve anything at all. It's basically the Liberty Sense convenient quarantine pen for the most toxic elements. It's like a dog kennel. You, you can't have rabid dogs loose biting people. You need to put them somewhere. So that's the Libertarian Party. It's a place for angry libertarians who need a chew toy. And that's each other. All right, folks, some strong words from Judd Weiss, but he had a lot more of them. Again, in our over-hour-long interview, it will be released on the Lions of Liberty podcast feed on Monday, April 11th. Or if you want to join our support group, the Lions of Liberty Pride, you can hear that full interview commercial-free right now. You can join the Pride by heading over to lionsofliberty.com slash support. 